Bank stocks had a good day yesterday and that helped bring some appetite back to the financial markets. Gold and treasuries fell, the sovereign yields ticked higher and the latter left the S&P 500 somehow flat and Nasdaq sold off. But more importantly, that Bitcoin narrative switched from being a safe haven to the actual banking crisis to being on a shaky ground due to the Binance trouble. So welcome, this is Swiss Daily Market Talk. So up and down and turn around is what describes the best, the market direction right now, especially in bank stocks, which obviously determine the overall market sentiment, the overall market mood these days. So yesterday was not a sad day for the banks and the bank stocks happily. Deutsche Bank shares jumped more than 6% on Monday's trading session after they actually got dashed by up to 12% on Friday, last Friday remember investors may have gotten back to well their senses actually and become convinced that you know the Deutsche Bank sell-off was finally triggered for a wrong or an irrational reason and was certainly a bit exaggerated as well. So what looks like a rapidly contained crisis at Deutsche Bank sent the stock 600 index 1% higher on Monday's trading session and across the Atlantic Ocean, First Citizens Bank shares, which is actually a bank that I had never heard of before, well jumped more than 50% yesterday after this bank agreed to absorb the remains of the Silicon Valley. Bank meaning whatever loans and whatever deposits are still sitting on Silicon Valley Bank's balance sheet. Meanwhile, the first Republic Bank, which became like the icon of the latest sell-off in the small bank stocks in the US, recovered nearly 12% yesterday. But to be true, it still has some way to go before recovering the rest of the 90% of losses that it registered during the Silicon Valley Bank's debacle. Now, calm and rally in bank stocks yesterday actually stabilized the overall market mood on Monday. So gold tipped a total below the $19.50 level per ounce, while the US two-year yield flirted with the 4% psychological mark on bets that if the bank crisis is now over or will be gently fading, we could go back to our lives and worry about inflation yet again. So the S&P 500 closed 0.17% higher yesterday, while the rate-sensitive Nasdaq, well, didn't necessarily like these higher sovereign yields and fell 0.74%. Now, of course, if the banking stress further eases, as I said, we shall actually see the sovereign yields recover at least a part of this recent retreat and well, the size of the rebound in the US yields, for example, should be parallel to the fresh economic data and especially to the fresh inflation data. The higher the inflation, the higher the rebound. Yet, the pricing of recession in US right now is in play and that should actually keep the upside limited at below the pre-Silicon Valley bank debacle level when the Federal Reserve was still expected to maybe hike the interest rates all the way up to around 5.5%. So this is no longer the expectation, mind you. That's why the equity markets, which have actually been quite and relatively resilient to the bank stress, 
probably due to uh, the higher liquidity that the Fed injected to the market to deal with the banking crisis. Well, the equities remain vulnerable as the earnings estimates for equities will more likely than not to be revised lower in the foreseeable future. And that could actually limit the upside potential or the potential of a broad-based rally in stock markets from the actual levels. And well, we also have to be very careful right now because the latest Deutsche Bank sell-off uh, actually came as a warning and a red flag that the slightest news, good or bad, regarding the banks is now capable of triggering a big price action as confidence in banks is not fully restored and confidence takes time to be restored in the financial markets as it is the case in real life. One thing though, and this is good news, the data released by the Federal Reserve toward the end of last Friday actually showed that the small bank deposits in the US fell, yes, unfortunately, amid the Silicon Valley bank debacle, but not by an alarming scale. So we see less than a 2% drop in the small bank deposits in the week that ended in March 15th. So the week that actually followed the Silicon Valley bank's collapse, and this is less than some weeks in 1980s and a week in 2007. So if that's any comfort to you, the bank's deposits for the small banks didn't just drop by too much. So yes, yesterday was a good day. The data is not too bad. And I hope that the bank stress will gently fade away from here and that we could go back to looking at the economic data, to inflation data, to Fed expectations, and to determine what's next for the market and for the Federal Reserve and the ECB and the Bank of England and so on. But I am still afraid that's a wishful thinking for now. So it's certainly a good idea to remain cautious still and not to close your gold and treasury holdings in hurry. You could, however, reconsider your Bitcoin investments right now as Bitcoin fell sharply to below the $27,000 level per coin on news that Binance and a CEO were sued by the CFTC for allegedly failing to properly register. So the firm is said to have allowed its clients to trade derivatives products since at least 2021 and that these derivatives products are not subject to the American jurisdiction and that Binance should have actually registered with the agency years ago and that they actually continue to violate CFTC's rules today. So the news don't certainly call for the end of Binance, which is the world's biggest and largest cryptocurrency exchange, or it doesn't call for a major sell-off in Bitcoin either, but it could well cool this appetite for safe haven flows toward the Bitcoin, which came along with the actual banking crisis. So all this are now reminding cryptocurrency investors that a crypto currency exchange is not necessarily safer than a bank. So this you have to keep in mind. So back to my traditional markets, the US dollar index remains under the pressure of softer US yields as mounting recession worries and mounting recession odds in the US keep the hawkish Federal Reserve expectations at bay these days. The euro dollar has so far managed to rebound from a critical 50-day moving average level that's near 107.25 even though Mario Centeno is it 
how it's pronounced, I don't know, a member of the European Central Bank's governing council said that the bank, the ECB, must consider the recent financial market stress when taking decisions on the interest rates in the eurozone. In plain English, that means that the European Central Bank should not hike the interest rates as if no stress was happening on the European bank's front. So this is, keep in mind that this is an idea that Kristen Lagarde simply rejected at her latest press conference post the ECB meeting saying that the ECB has other tools in its hands to deal with a potential stress concerning the banks and the liquidity in the European banks. So the door for a further rise toward the 110 level in the euro dollar remains well open for the euro bulls. And in the energy space, well, this improved sentiment in banks yesterday and a legal dispute that halted around 400,000 barrels a day of oil exports from uh, Turkey's Jehan port well, pushed the barrel of US crude past the $70 per barrel level at yesterday's trading session. The price of a barrel even flirted with the $73 per barrel level. Yet, the mounting recession odds in the US and globally and the resilient Russian supply, which partly actually absorbs the rising oil demand from the reopening China, are still expected to keep the top site limited into the $75 to $77 per barrel area where stand the 50 and the 100 day moving averages respectively. JP Morgan now forecast the price of Brent to slip below the $60 per barrel level but JP Morgan was also the one saying that the barrel of crude could actually reach the $380 per barrel level last July. So don't get too carried away by these bearish calls. Structurally speaking, the oil demand is expected to hit historically high levels and the global supply remains tight. The Russian sanctions weigh on the Russian output and the US will actually have to refill its petroleum reserves sooner rather than later. And well, obviously, uh, the Chinese reopening story will at some point be felt on the international oil markets, even though Russia absorbs a part of that demand. So yes, the recession worries across the globe are real, and that should cap the upside appetite in gold, but it certainly, certainly doesn't mean that we will see the price of crude free fall from the actual levels. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful messages and all your nice feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.